Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Coffee at FCG. We're so glad that you're back here with us. Episode 9, one before episode 10, which is a special one because that means that we will have done 10 episodes, and that's a big deal. Also 11 before episode 20. Right, and 90 before episode 100. Well, nope. nope. <laughs> 80, wait, no. 91. 91 before <laughs> episode 100 stick around for that one <laughs> we're going to be giving away a car uh full of coffee on that one so you don't want to miss that it's episode 100 it's actually a car that runs on coffee yep so you don't want to miss it but uh today it's just episode nine it's still going to be awesome though no car <laughs> none of that stuff but um we are here and we have our coffee and uh last week we asked everybody what was the most ideal cup of coffee and we had some good answers i think my favorite was bj said he (laughs) had a peanut butter and jelly latte that i'm fully convinced was a dream i don't think that was real i don't think it was but i remember it i think it was from dutch brothers Mm. well today we just have some normal coffee so today i have a uh it's finally cold enough for a hot coffee I have a hot uh, Americano. I almost said hot iced Americano, but that that's not a real thing. So just a hot coffee, and it's pretty good. Not bad. Very cold today in the 40s. It's very windy, and it's nice. So who's next? How's the traffic out there? <laughs> you sound like you were a weatherman. <laughs> I could do that. I like it. Who's next? Lisa, what are you drinking? Um. I know it's cold, but I went with the iced one more time because I think I just I just wanted it. So I have an iced um, cold brew with oat milk and lavender. Duh. <laughs> I, I have a hot black coffee. Classic. I don't know what it is. You said they brew Night Swim. Mm-hmm. So we Very need good. Night Swim to sponsor us. Yeah, we do. Desperately. They're local, right? Mm-hmm. Ish, yeah. right? I mean, the company's local. Yeah. They're I, good coffee. They're listeners. They are. They subscribe. They're scribers. <laughs> Wait, we, we have, we've never told anybody to subscribe to this. Oh, well, you guys should be subscribing. <laughs> you guys should definitely be subscribing. There's a lot of perks. <laughs> if you subscribe, you'll get a free um, FCG coffee sleeve. We'll send you one of those. You have to also tell us you subscribed and send us your address. Yeah. And you get a, a paper sleeve for your coffee. <laughs> it's reusable, though. Yeah. It is reusable. Just don't put it in the dishwasher. Don't spill anything on it. Mm-mm. You only get one. <laughs> one per household. We don't need We know what Brittany's drinking. Yeah. Um, hot Americano. Hot Americano. Very good. Just black? Uh, no, I put a little bit of half and half in it. It's way too cold. I mean, no judgment, Lisa, because I always get cold too. But yeah. I was, I mean, I'm like surprisingly, surprisingly cold today. It's chilly, especially when the wind blows. Yeah, well, I normally can tolerate it. But today, for some reason, I'm not tolerating the cold very well. Well, it's because two days ago, it was like 85. Well, even last night, <laughs> like um, I had on, you know, your thick jacket and I kept taking it off because I was just like, it's fine. It's in the fifties. It's fine. But today is just pretty cold. Yeah. I know we're not the only place in the world like this, but if you're not from North Carolina 
or from, I guess, specifically the Piedmont region of North Carolina, like us, um, it was 85 degrees 48 hours ago. <laughs> and we had a freeze warning last night. It got, if it didn't get below freezing, it got close. And today it's just so cold. And we were wearing shorts two days ago. Literally. You know, good old North Carolina. I wouldn't trade it, though, because at least it's not super cold, like blizzardy. And it's also not sweltering. It's kind of right in the middle, but it is annoying sometimes. But, you know, I forgot who were we talking about or talking to. I can't remember. I was talking to somebody recently about snowstorms and uh and um they were saying that in like chicago you know it it snows so much no in michigan it snows so much that it covers the entire house i don't want that i want that Mm -mm. i don't want that because then you get stuck inside for three four days i can't actually i would love that I would love it. No. I would I love to that. be inside for three or yeah. four days. Oh, no. Nope. You know, if BJ was inside for three days, everything in the whole house would be reorganized. Oh. And yeah, like, awesome. we I'm would never be able to just, just thinking about this. Okay, but we would never be able to chill because you would be like I would making chill. us. Well, actually, we would just be watching. Yeah, you, you literally watched that. me clean a closet That's out true. for 14 hours but a few would, weeks ago. You would hint around like, hey, shouldn't we do this? And I'd be like, no, we shouldn't. Well, I want to lay here with my dog and just watch movies. What movies? You you sleep during movies. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I want to do <laughs> if we're at home. We have a joke. I want to cook and then sleep. We're about to get to the important stuff, but we have a joke in our house. Uh, it goes beyond our house. Will and Brittany are in on this joke as well, but Lisa doesn't know how any movie ends ever because she falls asleep <laughs> and eventually she'll ask one of us what happens in the end and we all... Just make up stuff. I don't know if Will and Britt have ever done that, but me and Ava and Judah just make up endings. Yeah. Um, there's lots of movies. Lisa thinks that Hollywood has a habit of ending movies with a main character falling in a bear pit. And that mm-hmm. ends the movie. There's lots of movies that she, at least for a little while, believed ended with a bear pit. Yeah, it's fine. I've never been in um, a movie where Lisa stayed awake the whole time, but I can't Mm-mm. make it up because I just... I love you too much. Thank you. I can tell you a few movies that she's stayed awake for. And it's the all three Austin Powers movies. <laughs> That's about it. Well, That's yeah. worth it. I mean, <laughs> it's funny. Those are good movies. I mean, they're rubbish, but they're funny. Yeah. yeah. It's the edited versions. It was, yeah. That we back, see on, back on, a long on time network ago. television. I say, yeah. Nowadays, oh, yeah. no, nah, I'm Vid definitely. Vid Angel. We when we watch a movie, one of us falls asleep, so we have to watch one movie over the course of like eight days. <laughs> oh God, it's kind of miserable. That sounds horrible. <laughs> like, That's yeah. true. With my attention span, I would definitely not. I and, just wouldn't finish. And we're it. always like, like last night, we were like, "Oh, let's start a movie," and we started a movie, and it's like there's only like forty minutes left in it, but we had to stop it mm-hmm. because Brittany fell asleep. So now that movie's just open. Like, you know, Uh, even though I know what happens, I still have to finish the movie. I can't watch it by myself. Whatever that is, I don't have it inside of me. To watch Mary Poppins? Yeah, I'd never seen it. That's a, that's a. It was four days. But it was worth it. That one's worth it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's just like, I don't, we have been, you know, since Jolie and now we're going to bed earlier. It's like you watch so much less TV when you have kids mm. because a 
I don't want her sitting in front of the TV all day. So unless we're watching it with her, and it just normally doesn't happen. And you get like 30 minutes for five days mm-hmm. of TV, which is fine. Just fine. Fine by me. Lisa will stay awake for like all the HGTV stuff. It's just movies oh, yeah. that she just usually, she's, it's, got, you guys, do you have the attention span? Okay. It's just the stuff you, that you like. You stay up for uh, it. I don't know. It, the thing is, and one other thing Lisa likes. Okay, there's two things. <laughs> okay, if I'm on the couch and I'm piled up and I have a good blanket and like my puppy and snacks and all the things, I, if I turn, it doesn't matter which side. Mm-hmm. If I turn, it's over for me. Yeah, I'm I'm going down. Trust me, we know. And yeah, they know. They, yeah, because I've literally <laughs> yeah. every time, and the whole time she'll say, like, "No, I'm not. I'm asleep. not asleep. Not even tired. Yeah, not even tired. Here any, I go. I'm turning. I'm oh no. Really, any always... reality TV, Lisa, was fine. With. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That keeps your attention. Pretty I good. love real life. Yeah, I like scripted real life. Yeah, because reality <laughs> TV is definitely real life. Yes, it's great. Or like the or game. a weird documentary. I'll mm. I'll stay awake for that too. Hmm. Me and Brittany had to cut down on the crime though. Yeah, I'm over it. On to the Nephilim. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to today's subject. That brings us to today's subject matter. The importance of the word of God, part three. Amen. Can't which, because if you don't, which there are Nephilim in the Word of God, that's that true. is a real that's thing. True. But if you, yeah, because if you don't stick to the Word, you'll get out there. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's the topic. That's true. Stick to the Word so you don't get weird. <laughs> well, today's topic is the third week. We're talking about the importance of the Word of God. We have uh, we've talked about several things. One of the things we wanted to talk about before we finish this series is um is uh how how out of all of i guess if you wanted to call them like i don't know christian disciplines we you think of reading the word learning the word you think of worship you think of prayer um we we've already talked on this last couple weeks about declaring the word we talked about um you know is there power in just saying words it's like oh obviously not you got to believe them in your heart as well um but one of the things we wanted to touch on before this series ended is um not necessarily like an order of importance into things that that disciplines as as a believer but but i guess kind of kind of there is an order of importance there is. um there definitely is because you know if the word of god is foundational that means everything else is built on that foundation mm-hmm. you know if you think about a house it's like, yeah, the foundation is important. The walls are important. The ceiling is important. Um, but it's also really important where you put those things. Mm-hmm. You can't put a ceiling on the ground and then build the walls and then the foundation and expect it to last. You can't put the walls first and then a foundation and then a ceiling. It's very important on that foundation being in the ground and then the walls being on top of that and a ceiling being on top of that. Uh, so, you know, the word of God is similar and, and disciplines are similar in the sense that there are a lot of people I've talked to them. And also at a time in my life, I was like this, where if I had an issue or if I was going through something in life, I would run first and foremost to prayer. Mm. And I'm not saying prayer is not important. None of us in this room would ever say anything like prayer is not important. Prayer is your 
direct line to the Lord. Prayer is your communication with God. Some people spend a lot more time talking and less time listening. We could talk about that all day. Prayer is a two-way street. Um, they run straight to that. I used to run straight to prayer. But prayer is a little bit like the walls of a house where even if your prayer is built on a foundation of the Word of God, it's going to be so much more powerful. Because uh, you can pray junky prayers. You can pray prayers that are borderline meaningless, right? Uh, but if you read the Word, man, your prayers will be ignited with so much power and passion. Um, one of the main things I can think about and and, and when I'm talking about this is um, an example from my life. And that is, uh, I used to pray this useless prayer every night before bed. I had a cousin who uh, we'll call him Tim. We'll call this cousin Tim. And uh, I prayed for him every night because I didn't think he, he wasn't a believer. And my prayer every night from the time I was like, I don't know, seven or eight until 14 was, man, Lord, please save Tim. I know that's sweet. You're picturing a kid praying, please save my cousin. But realistically, that is a useless prayer. The Bible says that Jesus, or God says, it is my will that none should perish. Jesus came, died once and for all, we find in the word for, for people, for their sin, which means Jesus has already done his part. I'm saying, Lord, please, please save Tim. Jesus already did that. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? How do we pray for that? Jesus gave us the answer where? In the word. He said, pray for the laborers of the harvest. Mm-hmm. So instead of me saying, Lord, please save Tim, I'm going to say in my prayers that are empowered by the word, I'm going to pray, Lord, send somebody to Tim's path that can speak the word of God to him, that can lead him to Jesus. Give me the words to say, help me to, 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 to walk in boldness when I'm around Tim to tell him about the Lord. Cause that is now a prayer ignited with the power of the word. And it's so much more powerful because instead of me praying for something that's already been done, I'm actually doing what Jesus said in the word and I'm using the word to direct my prayers. So that's, a, a small example of, of what we're talking about here today and what we want to talk about today of how much more important it is to the foundation of our Christian life to be the word and then the walls and the ceiling, however else you want to talk about it. The, that's where worship comes in. That's where prayer comes in. Mm-hmm. That's where any other thing that's a part of our faith comes in. It's all built on the foundation of the word of God. And the ironic part is it seems like the word is the part that gets ignored in a lot of people's lives, mm-hmm. right? We talked about that, I think, last week. It sits on the shelf like a bag of seeds. It doesn't do any good till you put it in the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it, it's so easy, I guess, to throw your hands up and worship. That's a, it's a great thing as well. It's easy to sit around and talk to God prayer. Like you just do it. And, and I guess maybe, maybe it's the word. It just takes a little more time. You got to pick it up. You got to read it. You got to learn it. I don't know if that's what it is, but I know that that's the foundation that prayer worship and anything else when it's built on it is so much more powerful. I think people are using all three of those things wrong. (laughs) Like they use the Bible as their checklist to this Mm. is, you know, I've done, I've done my, um, reading today. I have checked off that box and like the word is actually meant to transform our life Mm. or there's no point. I, I mean, honestly, like if you're just reading the Bible to be reading it, and you're not getting anything from it, and then you just shut your shut your Bible and then be done. Like, 
it's kind of, I mean, what's the point, right? Like, and then with prayer, I think people do it because out of um, religious tradition for a lot of reasons. And, and in a sense of like not actually communion with the Lord, not actually talking to the Lord. Like I used to be so stressed out when I was taught about the verse, um, pray without ceasing. Mm-hmm. And now I'm realizing it's because it's meant to be, I can't quantify how much I've talked to Will today. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot, you know, because we just like are in communication all day long, which is what it's meant to be like with, with prayer. And then you have worship that, you know, we won't get into this on what the point of worship <laughs> Just kidding. So we've had a long discussions about it. But I mean, worship is like not just something I was taught growing up of like it prepares people for the word when it's just, mm-hmm. you know, I don't. And I'm still like processing through like what because worship isn't just singing. It's like mm-hmm. changing your two year old's diaper. That's a part of worship. Like keeping my house clean, I believe, is a part of worship. Like so I think that people don't see any of those things for the majority of the I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I think like for the most part, it's just, it's part of religious tradition instead of, instead of out of relationship. Like if you, I've, I'm of the opinion that I could get to a place in my life that I never have to ask God for anything again, Mm -hmm. because it's, because I can be so convinced by the word that it's given to me Mm -hmm. in my prayer life, only just be like thanking him, talking to him hey, what's up, God? I love you. Like, that be my, that be my prayer life. Mm -hmm. I think I just heard you say this and you can clarify it. Um, You were saying prayer, worship, whereas it has at times in your life and in other people's lives flows out of tradition or I have to do this. Instead of that, it's better when it flows out of relationship Mm -hmm. is what you were getting at. A relationship to the Lord is even something that grows through the word. Yeah, so, as, 100%. As, so John chapter one, verse one, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. So as we, as we, uh, as his word becomes the foundation of our life, the most important thing in our life out of that, which is relationship with the Lord mm-hmm. in a way, right. In a, in a great way, um, then worship and prayer flow out of that. Instead of, it's just something we do. Mm-hmm. It's just a part of who we are. It's like prayer, conversation with the Lord, worship, adoration, mm-hmm. thoughts, even my my very actions, like you hinted at. Yeah. Uh, even our very actions of of changing a diaper or or, or even uh running a church, like the four of us are doing. Mm-hmm. It's not just something we do. Then it's something that's flowing out of our relationship with Him, mm-hmm. relationship with Him, which is built on the Word. Yeah, I it's, mean, I think that like. I mean, I, I see my relationship with the Lord sometimes and I compare it to marriage because, you know, the Bible does say we're the bride of Christ. Yeah, so, the Bible does that. Yeah, the Bible the Bible compares mm-hmm. it to that. So, But even in, like, marriage, there are certain things you do within your home that honor your home, right, that honor your marriage. And I just think those things grow the longer that you're married. You begin to be, like, in more of a flow. You have an understanding mm-hmm. of how each other works, like, who takes out the trash, who does the dishes, you know, things like that. And it's just from growth of like knowing your marriage. Right. So I think like, as you read the word and you're confident, like I've said this before and I'll say it a million times, but no one can take away the fact that I know I'm saved, but the only thing 
that tells me that I'm saved is the Bible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I want to get to, huh. if that is my understanding, like I want to get to the point that no one can steal from me, not the devil, not mm-hmm. a person, not anyone else, that my body is a hundred percent healed and I mm-hmm. never have to be sick or hurting again. Come on. Mm. And the only thing I have to go off of that is because first Peter two twenty four says by our stripes, I am healed. Yep. And that I know that Jesus, because of our sozo, because of the sozo, what, what are the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Like part of salvation, salvation yeah. is that healing was a part of the atonement of yep. Jesus. But the only thing I have for that is the word. So I'm just saying like with prosperity, with healing, with relationship problems, like if you can just read the word and get to know that and get to the point where like no one can take that from you, it just, everything flows out of relationship from yeah. that. Because you, you just like, you become so thankful. So you just hang out with the Lord, like in worship and everything is like, you know, you know, I might not be enjoying doing this thing right now, but everything I do is unto the Lord because that's what the word says. Like Mm -hmm. I may not, I may not have everything I need right now, but the word says this, like, and so you can always come back to the word. And I always like to think about Jesus, what he did. And he always came back to the word. He quoted scripture back to the devil when the devil tempted him with the word. Yeah. And I mean, I don't want to talk too much, but I just wanted to say like another part of that too, like with prayer, it's like, I think people have, I mean, gosh, we could do just a whole, there could be so much to be said about this. And obviously we've done the sermon series at church, but with prayer, people think like, I prayed it, I declared it and it didn't work. So now what? Like I did the thing. So now I'm going to take it in my own hands when it's like, okay, it's good to pray, but prayer is meant for relationship, not meant for begging God for things, Mm -hmm, right? right? Like it is okay to tell God what you need and you should. The Bible says, tell him what you need. Mm -hmm. Thank him for what he's done. And then the peace comes. That's okay to say that. Like, you know, as a child, like Jolie always should tell me what she needs, but in that it should be way more Thanksgiving (laughs) unless, but like when you declare something and say, well, I'm declared I'm healed. I'm declared I don't have anxiety and it doesn't work. It's because that declaration does that declaration does like practically nothing because it, you don't like, you don't believe it. Right. <laughs> you have to confess with your mouth yeah, and believe, believe in, in your, your heart. heart. That's how our very salvation is built off yeah. of the confession and believing. Yeah. You got to believe the word right. for your confession to have any power. Yeah. So it's like, if you start there mm-hmm. on the fact that our very basis of salvation is those two things. Yeah. Speaking it out of your mouth and believing it in your heart. Because mm-hmm. you could be saved by just saying the words. I mean, you, right, no, the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could say the words and not be saved. Right. And it's like, you actually have to believe it. And only God knows that. That's right. And so I think like some people think and they, they have to get the word inside of them, get it to where it's like, nobody can take this from me. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Like, and then declare it. Yeah. You know, like, oh. You know, doesn't matter what you say. Like, I've got a word from the Lord, kind of thing. Come I don't on. know. Well, it's like uh, if we go back to that seed metaphor we used last week. Um, you can say that these seeds have apples in them, mm-hmm. right? Doesn't mean you're going to get apples. You got to put the seed in the ground, and you have to let that work, and then all of a sudden you have apples. And it's like to get the apples, you got to do the two things. You, well, you have to plant it. You have to know what you're getting. You have to plant it. So, um, 
with that, you got to put the word in. You got to believe it. It starts on the inside. It doesn't just happen when you say it. You don't just get apples when you say that seed has an apple. Right. You got to put it in the ground and then you have to let that apple tree grow. And even putting it in, some people could take that and just think it's a one-time thing. Mm. Like you read the Bible the whole way through and then you've read the Bible. You understand it, right? But it doesn't work like that. You have to tend it. Like tend the garden, rip the weeds out, water it, Mm -hmm. and then watch it grow, but continually going back to the garden and checking on it and, and tending to it. Like that, that's something that I'm realizing reading back through. I mean, things that I've read before, things that I've heard before and just seeing it's like a totally different side of it today than it was the first time I heard it or hearing someone or, you know, reading it, hearing it as a kid or something like that. But, um, if you think about like the prayer picture that we were talking about, it's like people, like we were saying, put it in the wrong order of importance, prayer first, then I don't know what would be second. And then the words like third, but it's really the exact opposite. The word, because when, when you're, putting this emphasis on prayer, what ends up happening is ultimately disappointment. You're praying from a a place of like, well, God, uh, praying with no, with no understanding of the word and what it really says. You're, you're saying, okay, well, God, please, if it's your will to heal me, I would really appreciate it right now. Or if it's your will to, to, you know, um, allow me to have a good day, I would really appreciate that right now. And then what if for some reason you don't have a good day or what if for some reason that cold doesn't go away? Well, there's a lot of reasons to that, but then you're going to be disappointed and then you're going to start to doubt and then you're going to start to be in unbelief. And that's where so many people are at right now is that they're maybe jaded or burnt from church because ultimately no, they weren't really understanding what was the most important thing, which was the foundation on the war, on the word, which is why we're talking about it. Um, and it can't go without saying that, like, if you want to, if you want to see more breakthrough, you want to see less disappointment, get in the word yeah, and stay in the word yeah. and go back to the word and ask the Lord to reveal things to you in the word. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. It I mean, is the, the Bible says most hope, important. hope deferred makes the heart sick, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I just think like to what Will was saying, the Bible talks about, you know, building your house on the firm foundation on Jesus. And I believe that to be building your foundation on the word. Mm-hmm. And if you want to look at it, like, you know, the, the walls being prayer and that, you know, the roof being um, worship, if there was no foundation, the whole thing would, would just fall in. And I, we've seen it as, you know, you guys have seen it and we've seen it. It's just being in ministry of like people who do only put the emphasis on worship and prayer where they truly like are worshiper, like, um, worship leaders who put so much emphasis on the worship and they don't have a foundation. And it's not to like call anyone out or be hard on anybody, but it's so much easier for when the wind, the Bible says when the wind comes, when the storms come, if you have a firm foundation, because yeah. things are going to come, mm-hmm. <laughs> but 
things are going to come at you. And that's not being negative. It's just the world we live in. We have an enemy that comes at you. But if you have a foundation built on the word of God, nothing can take that away from you. It's like everything bad could happen, but you're like, man, God's good. I don't Mm -hmm. care. All my walls will fall down, but it's good. I was one of those people for a long time, which I thought just being in a worship set was getting fed. Like Mm. that was enough for me. You know, I had this awesome encounter with the Lord. Worship was awesome. Maybe I sit in the service and listen. Maybe I get something, maybe I don't. But that was enough for me. But if you picture it, like, let's say I started off as a full cup, like, and each of those worship times, like I'm pouring out, I'm getting poured into a little bit, ministered to, but ultimately like what's going out is not what's coming in. You know, there's more going out than what's coming in. And at the end, I'm left with, I'm not getting fed anywhere. My ground is shaky because... I haven't been going to the word. I haven't been tending that garden. I'm going off of what I just think I know. And it just doesn't work like that. Yeah. But man, when you worship, even we could talk about worship a different time, but like worshiping out of a place of authority in the word and what you know is true in the word. I don't want to say works a lot better, but it is it is a lot better more powerful i guess you could say or it's true it's just it's so powerful when you you're you're standing up there as a worship leader or a worshiper not questioning what the word says hey thanks so much for hanging out with us for coffee at fcg we are so thankful for you and we would love to hear from you so if you want to get in touch with us send us a message Whatever you want to do, info at fcgastonia.com. If you'd like to give to our church, uh, obviously we're a, we're a church, so it's a nonprofit status. You'll get a giving statement at the end of the year. You can go to our website, fcgastonia.com, and hit the giving link right there. Um, it's a great way for you to, it's a great place for you to sow. So we would love to hear from you. Just conversation. Let us know your prayer needs. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about. But uh, we are so glad you're with us and we will hear from you soon. You'll hear from us soon.